Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your hosts and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie, and damn, I am good. I am pulling into the parking lot of my Panera office in downtown Columbus just as the show starts. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox, everybody. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton, and with me as always, Mr. Craig Hurley. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you, sir? I, like I said, I have damn good timing. I literally just pulled into the parking lot of my Panera office in downtown Columbus. Dude, I, so didn't, I'm good. I didn't. I, I thought I was going to have to do the show by myself. It could. It was a possibility. I was able to see <laughs> the exit for the last uh, 15 minutes with the traffic, but I saw nice. the exit for 15 minutes, and I actually got up to it. How's your day going? Uh, it's going okay. Um, I'm I'm a little uh, beat because of all the driving that we've been doing. So I'm a I bet. Tired. Welcome to LA, huh? Can be exhausting. Um, I'm I don't know how these truckers do it. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I mean, these guys. I know that they're regulated. You know that they can only be on the road a certain amount of hours a day, and I understand that. Right. Because it's taxing, you know, it's it really can beat the hell out of you. They also, I'm sure they have this, like, pattern. You know, I, I would, if I were them, I would set up some type of pattern. I, I've been just, like, getting on the road and, you know, not eating and, and just bringing, like, a Coca-Cola, you know, and, and that's not it. You, you really have to. Really have to set up your your schedule when you're. You when have to get those uh, astronaut undies. What are they? Astronaut undies. <laughs> really, so that I don't so that I don't stop. No, we need to, <laughs> you, you need to stop. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just been um, a little little rough on on me. So not you know I'm not as young as I used to be. So it's I'm not as malleable. You know, and, and, uh, well, pretty certain and you and Katie will be on the next new hit series, and you'll be living in your Bel Air mansion to stay away from the guy that got all the guns the other day, and you'll be good. Nice. What guy had all the guns? What happened? I missed something? Um, I just saw Besides something real. School shooting in, they, in Colorado. No, the FBI did a raid on a house in Holmby Hills, which, as you know, is right yeah. Bel Air adjacent there. Right. And right. they filled his driveway with guns of all these AK-47s, wow. long guns. The guy had over thousands of guns. He had enough for a small army. They filled an entire wow. Holmby Hills driveway, you know how long those are, with guns. Yeah. I saw the pictures in the news. I didn't really read the article. I just saw where it was and that the FBI um, apprehended him. I have no idea how they caught him, why they caught him. But, uh Yeah. Right in the fancy area well, of L.A. If Beverly owns, Hills. If somebody owns a thousand guns, at, at some point, you know, um, uh, you know, a, a, every single law enforcement in the United States is is you know pulled. So, <clears throat> you know, you can't go around and buy a thousand guns, even if you're doing it illegally, without somebody figuring it out. 
you know, without somebody going, exactly. hey, this dude has a lot of guns. So. Oh, I just only had to type out Homby in my Google, and it, Homby Hills guns came up right away. Let's see. Man arrested wow. after LAPD seizes massive gun collection at Homby Hills Mansion. More than 1,000 guns stolen. And it's popping up on the Google machine here as we speak. Um, Los Angeles police and federal agencies, more than 1,000 firearms and thousands of rounds of ammunition after executing a search warrant at a home in Homby Hills neighborhood. One guy was arrested and expected to be booked on weapons charger uh, charges. He was later identified as Gerard Damien Sions. Okay, you'll have to help me how to pronounce it. S-A-E-N-Z from Los Angeles. Um, alongside Cynthia Beck, a former mistress of Gordon Getty, of Gordon Getty. So he's living with really? Cynthia Beck, who is a former mistress to Gordon Getty, one of the richest men in the world. Yeah. So that's all wow. uh, they have so far. You can Google the pictures, and there's lots of guns there and lots of ammunition. Yeah, I'm just wondering what he's planning on doing with all that. I have no idea, my friend. But like well, now, enough a small army, he could do his own little now, coup of now, something. Now he's just going to be in jail. So whatever he was right. planning on doing with all that is uh, it's done, whatever it is. And if he had any friends or neighbors coming over to look at all the guns, they're not going to be able to see him anymore because they're going to be gone and confiscated. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> coming over to buy one? Yeah, no, it's not happening anymore, guys. Not happen. The fire sale is off, boys and girls. The fire sale is off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's uh, you know, I know people are able to own guns, but dude, really? You, you mean, he was probably dealing them. I mean, if you have a thousand guns, you're, you're not just sitting on them. So you got to be dealing or planning a, your yeah, own small ma- militia kind of takeover thing. One or two. Yeah, no, there's more. I mean, there's one thing about protecting yourself. And, you know, also, like you just said, setting up some type of militia if we have an oppressive government. But you know, besides that, what do you need a thousand guns for? Nobody needs a thousand right. guns. You only need a couple. Nope, I agree. I agree. So a um, little rainy here in Northeast Ohio today. I hate to do our yes, weather paddock, but as I it was, as uh, I predicted, as you predicted, I didn't think we we're going to get it because it's no. 80 degrees today. And I thought, uh, no, well, you're going to get it. No, hey, Oops, sorry, you might that. get a little snow. It may be 80 degrees, but you might get a little snow, dude. That uh, dude, Duluth, Minnesota, just broke a record yesterday, right? Yesterday. 10.6. It may be coming. I know the weekend's supposed to be cooler. I don't know. I know it's supposed yeah. to be 80 today and 70 tomorrow, but the weekend's supposed to be cooler. I don't know how yeah, cool. It's currently currently snowing outside of Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, we currently have snow in the Rocky Mountains. This is May, by the way, guys. This is this is May. I literally ran um, into a wall of rain on the drive down here. It's one of those yep. things where you can see the clouds coming in. Um, from over in the west there, and I'm driving and I'm seeing it, and then you start seeing what it looks like the clouds falling, where you know it's rain falling, and then all of a sudden you hit it, and it was a literal whiteout. I could not see the road in front of me. So much water poured out of the sky in front of me, and of course everyone on the freeway at 70 miles an hour speed limit, so we're all going 75 plus and hitting this wall of water, and everyone just wow. slams on their brakes, and it was not. It was a scary 30 seconds, but luckily the rain went away in about a minute and a half. Nobody knows how to drive in the rain. No, not no matter where you live. 
Nobody does. L.A. especially, no. but even back here, they don't know how to do it. Yeah, it's chilly in Los Angeles today. Is it? It's like 60 degrees. Yeah. What do you know? We're not, we're, like I said, we're a high 80 today. It was 70 degrees when I woke up this morning at 8 o'clock. It's going to be 60 overnight tonight. And a little rainy t- over tonight, tonight, maybe a little in the morning, then clearing up for tomorrow from what I hear. I'm three hours away from home, so who knows? The weather can change in three for, hours. Very for, the climate, for the climate deniers out there, which is just the dumbest shit ever, um, the past 12 months in the United States has been the wettest 12 months on record in the history of documenting weather. Yeah, I knew it was the wettest April in, like, years and years. I didn't know it was that long of time span. Yeah, 1974, right around when they started the EPA. Um, That would be the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, The agency was designed so that we actually have an environment that we can live in. It really has nothing to do with protecting the environment. It's protecting where we live. You know, this is the only rock in our universe, from what we can tell that can sustain life. So um, we, we have to be here. Uh, we have to, this is, this is where we were, you know, this is where we were created and we have to be here. There's no other rocks. Mars is not an option. Venus is not an option. Although there is a moon off of, I think it's Jupiter. I think it's Europa, the moon Europa that um, I'm not positive on that. Um, but uh, it, they, they found water. Uh, one of our, one of our, uh, like Voyager, uh, one of our um, satellites that's jamming through space right now, um, it found some water there. But that doesn't mean that it can actually sustain life. So it just means that it could probably sustain some microbes. But human life? Uh, doubtful. Very, very highly doubtful. Um, but this planet, as we know it, Earth, uh, it can sustain life, and it does. Uh, until we screw it up. Um, so, And we're doing a really good job right now of screwing it up. Wow. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it's not getting any better until we do something about it and just admit that it's man-made. It's not going to get any better. We have to kind of work a little harder together, get our climate change deniers to see the light somehow. Don't know how yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not going to see the light. You just have to continue along, and and uh, you know develop things that um, we can actually use uh, as people, so that we don't continue to perpetuate this process, like oil in our trucks and in our cars. You know, we we, we don't need to continue this process. Um, that is the man-made part. And also our factories really need the regulations put back on them. Um, the same with any, any factories that are dumping contaminants into our water supply. They need those restrictions because they shouldn't be doing that. It's very simple. I mean, we either live here or we die here. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's very simple. We either become the next extinction event on this planet or we don't. We figure it out, and uh, we get smarter. We, you know, we don't um, uh, uh, we become less ignorant. You know, we, we, you know, learn things, expand your brain. 
So keep keep just learning instead of instead of you know dealing with the same shit that you're dealing with every single day. Try to shift it yourself on an individual basis. I know it's hard. Uh, just like right now, I'm looking at you know I'm looking at a Tesla that, and I still don't know what they're going to do with the batteries once you know once the batteries are used because um, can you recycle them? No, they end up in a landfill. So I'm still not sure about that. But um, you know I, I've been looking at a Tesla and they're expensive as hell. Nobody can afford that shit. Yeah, they they're too expensive, man. Even I mean. Yeah. What the government was getting thirty thousand dollars, or giving thirty five thousand for those cars, and they're still too expensive. Yeah, yeah. Even I mean, there's some two seaters out there that are quicker than hell. They're they're, they're really fast. They're doing like two seconds and zero to sixty. Um, but you know, there's some two seaters out there that are like thirty grand. Uh, but who, I, you know, even that, it's it's a lot of money for your average person to own a sports car. You know, you can't do anything with it. You can't pack any luggage in it. You can't, you know, you have one passenger. How does that work? It doesn't. So, you know, in order to get uh, the people on board uh, as far as, you know, uh, doing something on an individual basis for for the planet um, and for the survival of the humans, uh, the, the species, by the way, we've got over a million different species this year that are probably going to go extinct uh, on this planet. Um, a million, where in the past it's been, you know, we've had like maybe one a day, maybe one a week, you know, where, they, where they're going extinct. It's going to be a million different species of insects and of animals that are dying this year. They're going extinct this year. A lot of stuff happening this year. I'm, I'm, I'm right, wondering right. why. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to electric cars for a second. We got we got possible. I'm sorry. Um, I just want to go sorry. back to electric cars for a second. We got possible good news here in Northeast Ohio. Of course, Trump goes out over his boots as usual and says uh, GM um, decides to save Ohio by uh, selling the Lordstown plant to an electric truck maker. So everyone's oh, all excited for just that because Trump treats this yesterday. But then the reality comes crashing down today. There is a company in, out of Cincinnati, Ohio, that's looking to buy the Lordstown plant and start electric trucks. Caveat right. is they need to find a partner, uh, which, of course, Trump doesn't say any of this. But caveat is they have to find a partner because last year they lost $36 million and only had 785000 in revenues, this company. They have to find a partner to cover it. And the deal is contingent upon seven hundred eighty-five thousand in revenue on, on on electric trucks, dude. That's not enough. It's not enough. And lost thirty-six should be a million dollars. They lost yeah. thirty-six million. Is is the key thing there? But what they're hoping is, and the big the big okay. come on this is, they are in bids wow. to get the contract for all the electric trucks for the U.S. Postal Service. If that okay. comes through, they get $7 billion, and they're going to be able to open this plant in a heartbeat. But they're just right. bidding on this thing, and, and nobody can just give them this. Even the president can't because the post office is not under the U.S. government anymore. So there's a possibility of good news that we may see something here down the line. But there's no guarantee of it because these guys have to – A, has to happen to B, has to happen to C before it will happen. But there's a possibility. Obama bailed these people out, you know? 
just like he bailed exactly. out the airlines. So what the hell? Exactly. Where'd all that money go? Oh, that's right. The one percenters got it. That's right. Nobody else got it. Just <laughs> exactly. the one percenters. Yeah. What do you guys need more money for? I really don't get it, man. You don't got enough? I'm looking around this place, and, dude, people are barely surviving. They're going check to check. What, what do you need another billion dollars for, you greedy bitch? What the hell? Seriously. But the unemployment is lowest ever, and the economy is doing so good, as long no, as you not. work at Burger King or Domino's Pizza. <laughs> oh, and everybody wants to work there. Everybody, exactly. everybody wants that job. Holy Wow, dude. Yeah, I mean, they have to say where this unemployment is coming from. And the unemployment is not coming from, um, they're not $32,000 a year jobs. That's for damn sure. So it's like. I know some of these people. I'm zero degrees of separation from some of these one percenters. And I'm embarrassed to know you at this point. I may have just offended, like, all the producers that I know, but tough shit. You guys are embarrassing. You buy well, there's a lot of them that give back. There's a lot of one percenters that give back, no, but there are most of them that don't. Yeah, yeah, but most of them that don't. Yeah, it's like 90% that right. don't. Right. So, no, yeah, and actually the ones that I know, they are the ones that are giving back. So I, I, I have to be fair, you know, that I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be that way towards them. You know, I don't mean to offend them because they really are. They most of the ones that I know are involved in the entertainment business. So they, yes, they, they're planning on making money on the productions that they put money into, but most of the time they're not, they're not making any money on these productions. These productions fail. And yeah, it's a tax right. write off, but so what? They're still blowing, you know, geez, it, it's $28 million for 20 episodes of anything good. So, or anything. Exactly. So and with all the competition in the dog eat dog world, they have there. I mean, one day at a time, um, the reboot of it that was on Netflix that featured the uh, Latinx cast, that's been um, CBS All Access wanted to buy it, but Netflix would not do it. They refused. I, I, we talked about it about a month or so ago that Netflix creates these deals where they have to approve anyone that gets it and they won't do it to other streaming companies. So CBS All Access Streaming wanted to pick up one day at a time and Netflix said, nope, not going to do it. Not wow. going to do it. Well, it's because they own it at this point. You know, exactly. that was the deal. Yeah, well, they, they was, no, I think right. it was Neil Simon. I think it was Neil Simon, right? Wasn't it Neil Simon? Isn't it Neil Simon that, uh, that wrote that? No, I'm wrong. I don't, I don't uh, think so. It's, uh, God, I can't think of his name. Um, the guy that just did the deal with him. Norman Lear? Are you think of Norman Lear? Yeah, Norman Lear. Norman Lear. Norman Lear. Yeah, I, I knew it yeah. started with an end. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm brain dead on top of it uh, here, uh, on top of being exhausted. So uh, if I get anybody's name even close to right, I, we're doing okay. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Norman Lear was just on Jeopardy too. And he was, you know, trying to promote that and making sure that it stays on the air. Because it's a really good idea to keep it, you know, to, to keep that show right. going and then changing up the cast. To be Latino. Well, the networks yeah. are showing commercials now for that new one day reboot that we talked about that Jimmy Kimmel's producing, the, the reboot of uh, Jefferson's and All in the Family. We're starting to nice. see uh, promos for that on, on uh, mainstream TV. Um, nice. What should we call it? Network TV. So that's going to be coming yeah. relatively sooner than later. So I'm excited about that. 
and Jamie oh, Foxx and Wanda Sykes and all sorts of cool people on that. That'll be a great yeah, that little. Be uh, that, that was pretty smart. That's pretty smart of him to just do one day and not blow you know a whole bunch of money on on doing you know a, an entire season worth a reboot, of right. shows. Yeah, that's the, right. Like I just said, it's about fifty million dollars to do both of those shows. So to do twenty episodes to do a season of them. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's really smart of him to just do a day and then, you know, see if people are interested, see if people are still interested in watching those shows and then you can pick them up, but pick them up for like six. Don't pick them up for 20. So you're not blowing all sorts of money just in case people lose interest. No, exactly. I I agree a hundred percent on that. What else is on your hot button? Anything? No, I'm still, I'm still looking at snow. In Colorado, <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, I, I'm constantly like yesterday, the, the rain and the tornadoes that happened in, in Shreveport and in Little Rock and in Arkansas, I called all that shit. I'm still 100% right, dude. Uh, I'm wondering what's going on. Any any uh, channels out there, any news channels out there that want to hire me, I'm 100% right on the weather. So I'm wondering, you know, what's going on. You guys, uh, I am leaving for Camp, California at 6 a.m. on June 22nd, and I'm planning my route at 4 a.m. on June 22nd. I can't, I can't help you. I can't, I can't help you, dude. Um, you'll be able to, I'll be able to help you on June 20th is when I'll be able there to help you because it changes on a daily basis. So. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling like these people really need to pay attention. Um, just, dude, everybody's getting flooded out, and everybody's you know getting hit with tornadoes. Pay attention. Keep your eyes open. Yeah, they had more stay flooding awake. in Des Moines or somewhere today. Somewhere. Oh no, Midwest. Davenport. Dude, you see Davenport? The levee broke. Levee broke in That's Davenport. It. I forgot what it was. Okay, Davenport. Dude, and no, Des Moines, Davenport, one of those D words. Yeah. Hey, yeah, no, it, it, yeah. Iowa, dude. Uh, wow, uh, levees have never worked, and I'm not sure why they didn't. In the past, Davenport, when they get to a point where their levees are starting to look like they're going to overflow or look like they're going to break, they put up a barrier, and they didn't put up a barrier this year. And now we've got, like, literally the entire city of Davenport is just inundated with the Mississippi. Uh, yeah, they said the Great Lakes are currently at 26 inches over regular levels, and they're going to be record highs all summer this summer, all the Great yep. Lakes up here, because of all the snowpack melting and the rains. So we're going to have the but highest, we didn't really get, which is good and bad. We didn't really get a, a lot of snowpack. Um, all of the snowpack that we did get, even in Canada, is shit melted off. And so it's just going into the lakes and it's going into the rivers and it's going into the oceans. Um, and it's also flooding cities that should not have been built uh, where they were built. Um, you know, I, I said this in the past, the engineers uh, just over the past hundred years have really, really screwed us. Absolutely screwed us. Um, and they've all gotten paid so much money. It's really stupid. They just engineered the hell out of this place. Yeah. I wish they'd go back and rethink um, what they need to, what they needed to do, and do it again. 
you know, shit like expanding the 405 in, in Los Angeles, what, what, what did you do? Why would you expand the 405? You're not going to go double-decker? I know. I understand. It's earthquake country. But we do have earthquake-resistant buildings. We have earthquake-resistant roadways. So, you know, we do have this technology where the shit bounces and bends when there's an earthquake. So, you know, go that direction. But they, they expanded it thinking that it would make it a, an easier way for people to get through. Well, now people aren't taking the surface streets, and they're all jammed on the 405, which is just dumb. So it's right. a parking lot. It's a parking lot nearly 24 hours a day. So who gets on the 405 anymore? You can't. Not if you're, not if you're here and you're actually trying to accomplish something. The only thing the 405 is good for is a beautiful Christmas light display if you're in traffic coming home in the middle of December. That's about it. You really? see all the cars going down the hill, bumper to bumper, and all the red lights. That yeah, looks I'll pretty. You look at them like, look <laughs> at them like Alec, Alec Baldwin did on Friends. There's a bunch of little fairy lights. Millions of little fairies. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's beautiful. It looks like Christmas beautiful. time year-round. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'm not so looking forward at? to coming back to all the traffic here. Um, we're <laughs> at... Uh, we're <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. We're at 25 minutes. We'll go to a break in just a couple minutes here. Cool. Um, we could talk about North Korea a bit. They're still firing missiles five days later, and we captured one of their ships that are going around the embargo that was filled with oil or something today. Excellent. So they're not paying attention to Trump at all, obviously, with both uh, defying the sanctions and shooting off missiles. They they have as much respect for our president yeah. as I do right now. They don't. They don't That's care. Always a good thing. They don't, they don't care, dude. Uh, North Korea has uh, owns ten percent of the world's um, uh, poppy plants, so they own ten percent of the world's heroin. So they don't care. They don't give a shit about anybody. Well, would you? I mean, that's that's a lot of money. That's what a trillion dollars a year. That's a lot of money coming into that place. And all they yeah, have unfortunately, to do is they don't share it with their people. Though their people are all starving, have no food. But oh no, the government's their, their rich. People are so Yay. screwed. Their people are so screwed. Especially this year, they've had a, a major drought. You know, where we in the United States have had the wettest year on record. Um, or what is 12 months, they've had like the driest 12 months in North Korea and they have no food and it's really hot and they barely have any water. And so no wonder they're following this retard. So, and I do mean retard. The guy is retarded. Um, excuse me for not being politically correct, but dude, um, so, yeah, uh, I, they don't need to follow anything. And would you, if you were a dictator and you had a trillion dollars in heroin coming in every day or every year, would you would you give a shit that, about that's, the rest of the world? <laughs> that's the beauty of nepotism and monarchy. <laughs> Goodness, dude, he killed he killed his uncle and then and then killed his brother, right? To to to, to be a dictator, right? He's killed everybody around him in order to be a dictator. A little ruthless, that's for dang sure. Say what? I said he's definitely a little ruthless, that's for sure, and Trump is not going to uh, yeah. put any fear of God into him at all. No, it's not going to happen. The, 
the only way to do it is to really, really scare him. And they, they're not scaring him. Nobody's scaring nope. him. All right, well, dude, it's like 29 after. I'm going to go in and get a little bit of my hazelnut coffee here at Panera. We're going to listen to a little Blake MacGyver. When we get back, okay. guys, give us a call at 347-989-0126. Pulling past the signpost of this tiny weather town. The tears welled up so high inside, I thought that I might drown. Everything different, but it all looks the same. And now you're here beside me, and I'm rid of all my shame. I just hope that they will see what is always been in me. How much do I love you?
I'm so much happier now that I have my coffee. You don't even know. Yay! Nice. Sweet. My special Who was that? Blake MacGyver? Proprietary blend. What's that? Blake Who MacGyver. Was that? Yeah. Blake MacGyver. Nice Blake voice. MacGyver. He has a very good voice. He's been on a couple. He was a child star. He was uh, one of the the little um, the little Tanner girl's best friend on Full House back in the day. He was one of the little rascals in the little rascal movie that they had. Uh, the Richie Rich kind of punky guy. Um, he was on a couple Bravo shows. But he's also a very good singer. Yeah, I was gonna say he sounds a little bit like Scott Grimes. I know we've been talking a lot about Scott lately. A little close. Yeah, yeah they don't. You're right. Yeah, they, they they're very similar. Um, and they don't know if the Orville's going to get picked up or not. So over there at, uh, oh, I hope so. at Fox. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, they're just not pulling in the numbers they needed to. So, But nobody... You can get Scott to call into I don't the even show. Know how sure they, the fans will go flocking to it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know um, how they... Well, I mean, they've got, they've got a really big percentage. The, the problem is, is that nobody... Nobody watches regular TV anymore. I, everybody is watching uh, HBO Go or Hulu or Netflix or YouTube even. I mean, nobody's nobody's just sitting there and, and watching regular TV, except right. for like, you know, the, the 28% that are watching Fox. Um, but besides that, no one is watching any TV. So... I'm not sure how they're actually gathering those numbers. I mean, you know, we watch the majority, like like Katie and I watch the Orville. We don't watch it when it's on. We binge watch it. So, right. you know, why do you, you, you can't measure That's the numbers I'm on, this a, year. I'm gonna on a watch daily basis. Season. I haven't seen any of it yet. Yeah. So I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to measure the numbers on any show on a daily basis unless you're actually physically looking at it at the time and you can see how many people are actually watching it right at that moment. But that's Well, they keep really changing the Nielsen way. up, don't they? Don't, didn't Nielsen now – Nielsen used to be um, that overnight views. Then it was overnight plus three for people that recorded it. Now I think it's like overnight plus five or something is their new system. I, they used they to have, have to adapt the system. Yeah, they used to have like a Nielsen box that was put in somebody's house that would, when you, when we only had three channels that would watch, I mean, that would register what the person was watching. And they would take that number and multiply it by a certain amount to you know, assuming that other people are watching. That's not the way it is anymore, man. It's not the way it is at all. We get all of our right. media from all different sources. And like I said, it, you know, it's mainly Hulu and, and Netflix and, and you know stuff like that. We're not we're not paying attention to an individual channel. I just read an article um, yes day before yesterday that right now the majority of people that own cable or antennas is the over sixty five set, and the forty five right. and under don't have any cable or anything. They're all watching streaming nope. of, and choosing their networks, what they want. So right. it's, it's flip-flop. It used to be the kids were watching TV all the time. Now it's the older people that are retired and are watching TV. So they have antennas and um, cable channels, but younger people are getting rid of it. They're, they're just streaming things. Antennas. They want to have high-speed internet connections at home. Dude, and antenna. they say the cable companies are I don't even know what you're talking companies. about. 
<laughs> we used to have antenna when 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 we didn't have cable, but now we're wireless. Now we're HDMI. Now we're all these other things. And antennas. Who's who still has an antenna? What? No, it's going and, back and to that. What? There's digital antennas now. Digital antenna is absolutely free, and you get about. 40 channels, including all your networks, because everyone switched over to digital analog. What information? Uh, what information can you be getting from an antenna? And I, I, You're I getting. Know. They're still doing over the air. Still OTA transmissions, over the air transmissions, but it's digitized <laughs> now. It's not analog, and so you're wow. getting very crisp stations for free. So right. and they've they've expanded it because it used to be like you said, antennas but used it's to pick up the three networks kidding. and maybe PBS. Now they pick up about forty different networks in the right. digital antennas. So antennas are making wow. a comeback right now. Interesting. Very yeah, it is very interesting. interesting. But it's for the over yeah. forty-five set though, because no one's remembered about to- it. And it's cheap. We used to put like aluminum foil on our antennas in order to make them get better reception. I remember doing that when I was a kid, and also when I was remember a kid, all the stuff through those bunny ears. How many tried? How many ways you try to manipulate those suckers? Yeah, and take those little bunny ears different ways and bend them all over heck and back. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, stand over here. Okay, now you have to stand there and touch it while you're while you're exactly, walking, so that exactly. so that you. And they all had telescopic antennas. antennas, so like the left one was out full blast, oh, and the first man. one was always. One thing, and you put it on a shelf, or you put it underneath of your arm, and that was so yeah, crazy. Was crazy. The stuff we used to do. Yeah, put it underneath it's your fun. arm in order to get better reception. <laughs> Hop on one foot, and you'd be all good to go. Dude, that's hilarious that they're now doing that again. Wow, that's interesting. I don't. I, so, yeah, I can't go back to it. Digital, so I, I won't digital be doing antennas that. that are basically wires, put in a thing. They're not like the old rabbit ears. They're Basically, right. a digital wire that's in a hexagon shape or different shapes, like you'd see on your computer keyboard or computer panel. It's one of those things. Yeah, because they have to be able to plug in. You got to be able to plug into a to a TV. You can mount it on a window, or you can. There are actual hardwired digital antennas you can put back on the roof if you want to go old school again. But you know, a lot of them you can has, just tape on like your a window. Tube. Who has a tube TV that they can actually put a regular antenna on? Nobody. So, you know, we've got all of these flat screens. Everybody's got a flat screen now. So how do you attach a, an antenna Dude, Remember to that I shape? told you yesterday we tried to get rid of it the solid waste. I couldn't get rid of my 800-pound uh, TV. Yeah. Yeah, I literally happened? threw my back out yesterday at that 800-pound TV. I've been able to barely walk for the rest of the day yesterday and this morning. It's been horrible. Wow, that thing was so heavy. Lifting it up into the car, putting it up into the trunk of the car, I twisted something. That thing is literally, if it's less than 300 pounds, I would be surprised. Well, then why are you doing it by yourself? Because I'm an idiot. It's just me and mom, and I wanted to bring (laughs) this all the way thing. I'm I'm a he-man in my mind. In my mind, I'm 28 years old and he-man. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. By the power of Grayskull, dude. By the power of Grayskull, I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) When really you can't. Um, Did you just leave it out on the curb? I would have just left it out on the curb and deal we with it. We tried. They don't pick it up anymore. They won't pick it up because yeah, but somebody will pick it up. Somebody will pick it up. No. Somebody. I tried it. It like, was out in the curb for a week. That was a year and a half ago. It was out in the curb for a week. That was a year and a half ago, and I've given up. Wow. But I am going to go take it this not this Saturday, but next Saturday. My county 
is doing one. Of course, it was free where I tried to bring it to yesterday, <laughs> and they wouldn't take it because I didn't live in the county. But it, they oh, wait, they're making it, you pay? It's like a dollar an inch next Saturday. I can go to my wow. own county and drop it. Seriously? Yeah, so Dude, it's you're gonna end up paying. Inch. You're gonna end up paying like yeah, you're gonna end up paying like forty bucks to to get your exactly. uh, to get your TV taken away. Wow. Yep. Wow, man. I, they really got to learn to you know. Actually, they should just pick it up. They should just pick up everybody's shit because we don't really have the time or the lives to to go out there right. and and do it ourselves. Uh, you know, we, they should really just pick it up. I, I'm pretty sure we pay taxes, right? Well, so therefore, has a pretty good program, but if it's anything over 80 pounds or 120 pounds, they won't pick up. But Best Buy will take your recyclables, old TVs, as long as they're not 400 wow. pounds like mine. Like that. But, uh, so that's that's one place to look at if you have an older as one. As long as it's not a, a huge TV like yours. Exactly. So. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to recycle. It's going to cost me 50 bucks to recycle. My microwave, my TV, and I'll take yeah, no, and, the, and wear and tear, but, wear and tear on your back, wear and tear on your car. I'm gonna do it. Wear and tear on all yeah. that shit. I, I, you know, it's recycling. But it's staying in the back of the freaking car for the next week and two days. There's no way I'm lifting it down and up again. That's for damn sure. Wow. Hopefully so you're driving around with that thing? My car. <laughs> Are you driving around with that thing? Well, we don't drive that car that often. It's it's the uh, Jeep Compass, and I have my car, so that's what I drove to Columbus in is my car. Right. I didn't take the other car. So it's just going to sit in the garage, keep 400 pounds in the back of that car for a week. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to lie. <laughs> it's it funny. It's part. funny on the outside. It's funny. I can deal. I'm a dork. I can deal with it. No, but the rest of the world has to deal with it, too. I mean, everybody's got shit that they need to recycle, and it's just piling up in the garage or piling up in the den. And it's, that doesn't work. So it needs to go, and it needs to be the city's responsibility. It shouldn't be our responsibility. Well, people you know, have, have responsibility, too. I mean, I don't know if you guys, you've come to those, I don't know how Chicago is, but Youngstown area has that old, comfort, old tire dumping syndrome where you find tires all over the frickin' city. They won't bring them to dumps wow. or anything because they're hard to do. So it's like right. people have to take responsibility and at least do something, uh, find at least a common place to put well, these I'm things not out saying, or something. I'm not saying just dump them right, because that's illegal and that's stupid right. um, because all you're doing is messing up the next person's environment that they live in um, right. and your own. So, you know, I, I, there is a way to, to do all of this, and it's just not set up right. Like I said, these engineers have really, really engineered the hell out of this place. I've got an alarm going off next to me. Lovely. Okay. No, I don't. It's okay. I have the traffic of downtown Columbus, so between us, we'll have a good-sounding show today. Oh, speaking of good-sounding show, I should tell you, I did go this morning before I came to Columbus. They actually have a new podcasting studio in Warren, Ohio. It's about 25 miles from my house, one of the other right. major cities besides Youngstown, little city. And they have a new podcasting studio in the Tech Belt Incubator in Warren, Ohio. So I went to check it out today. It's a, a young company called D5. That's a minority-owned company trying to uh, do good in marketing and podcasting and stuff. And they've had the studio open for about four months now. So right. uh, we may bring our bring our stuff over there, and 
Is that on camera? Guy a little more like that the, from Palm Springs. They have a camera set up. They have a whole nine yards. They can take a Skype in. Yeah, they can do a whole nine yards. So uh, I'm going to talk to them a little more when I come back from California. But very nice guy, a guy by the name of Deshaun owns it, a minority-owned business. And right in downtown Warren, which is a depressed downtown city that's trying to revitalize itself, this tech belt has about five different companies trying to um, work together and grow the tech industry in Warren, Ohio. So I was very excited to take a tour of the building today, check out their podcasting studio. So I will let you know more about it when I come out to California, and then I will talk to them more when I get back here in uh, July. But good for them for uh, opening up a podcasting studio in Northeast Ohio. I'm excited. Yeah, I've I've got my equipment with me. I'm not using it. I'm talking on the phone currently. Um, but uh, um, only because I don't really have a space to set it up yet. So I know you only need a closet or something, but um, I don't have that space because I have clothes in my closet. So, um, right. but you know, I can, I can pretty much set it up anywhere. Uh, so that's, but I that's can't really tell you, interesting. Both of our phones are studio. pretty decent because I played a couple of our shows for this, uh, oh, no, our phone's microphone sound great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Our phone yeah, call no, is I, actually pretty good. Except our background yeah. noises like when I'm outside, but, uh, we have pretty good quality 90% of the time. No. Yeah. That's what I've heard too from people that listen to the show. They're like, Hey, your phones are fine. So as far as you know, the the sound quality is concerned, that our phones right. are picking us up. Our, our, our phones tend to, like if if we say something, like if I just interrupt you, like I always do, and I'm and I'm saying yes, if I just say one word, then it tends to like really enhance that word. Where if if we're saying an entire sentence, then it will pick up the whole sentence and it'll be nice. You know, it'll be nice and smooth. Right. But, but, you know, like just now when you said right, I'm sure it screamed at people. You know, it was like, right. Um, but, yeah, um, that's that's all I found is that with our phones, it tends to pick things up. Yeah, we don't really have a balancer right now, especially somewhere. when we're on our phones. Yeah, there's no, there's no balance. There's no, there's no processor. There's none of that. No equalizer. So. Yeah. But that's one thing the studio does have. They have a nice uh, four mic input system where you're on nice. four separate channels. So if there's uh, traffic in the background, they can mute that on one mic while the other people are talking. And so Excellent. we'll look into that when I get back and see if we'll grow this up uh, our next thing. Ah, I need a little idea. advice from you, though, while I'm here in Columbus. Um, I don't know whether I should go to a Schmidt's um, sausage shop or Bob's Big Boy for dinner. I haven't decided. Ooh. Wow, I haven't been to a Bob's Big Boy in forever, so maybe go I haven't there. either. I don't... Columbus is the closest one. Like I said, it's three hours away from my house, so I always right. love a good Bob's Big Boy. But there's a place down here called Schmidt's Sausage House that's a German right. restaurant that has some of the mm. best German food in the world, plus yeah, huge – oh, man, their brats are so good. Plus they have, like, mile-high um, cream puffs, like, filled with all oh. these different Bavarian creams they make which I shouldn't right. have since I'm going to be in a bathing suit in Palm Springs in three weeks. But uh, I don't know where to go tonight. I'm very confused. I'm deciding where to go tonight. I'm heading more towards that Schmitz. I don't know. I hate to, you know, Bob's big boy and I in the past have, have not had a good time. Um, I, I ate their silver dollar pancakes once, and they were about as hard as a silver dollar. 
and oh, I no. was not happy. <laughs> and, um, and I bought one of those Bob's Big Boy Banks, and I attached it to the trailer hitch of my car and dragged it for many miles. Um, I was oh, not that's happy. Funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's um, funny. And now that Bob's Big Boy uh, Bank is worth about $300, and I should not have dragged it from my car. But, right, um, right. Yeah, I, I haven't eaten at Bob's since. So, and that was a while back. Um, I, you know, like I said, uh, I'm gonna try it, see if it's if it's changed any. But, dude, Schmidt sounds really good. That Schmidt's yeah, I think I'll probably really good because it is one of my favorites, and I don't go there that often when I come here. But yeah, Bob's Big Boy. Um, I always, whenever I'm in LA, I go to the original one in Burbank. There, it's not too far right. from NBC Studios, so I'll go right. to that one. But I haven't really. They have this one here in Columbus. Other than that, there's not any Bob's Big Boy back here in northeast ohio that much so it's fun just to go remember the old hot fudge cakes and the the big boy burger and everything and they have the great seasoning salt for their fries that you can dip in blue cheese dressing which is yep. always yummy so yeah you can pretty much oh, do I that am, yeah <laughs> i am sitting at panera in german village so i'm closer to schmidt's so i'll probably go to schmidt's so. yeah see. nice Oh, that sounds good. Then tonight I am going to opening preview for the Evolution Theater Company in downtown Columbus. They are doing their preview night. They're doing little excerpts from four of their plays that will be going on this season and having a little wine and cheese party, which is why I drove to Columbus today. The Evolution Theater Company has been a great partner with my Left of Straight show, and they give me a free free uh, space in the programs. I interview the actors that they bring in. They do equity performances here in Northeast Ohio, which is always kind of cool. So I'm looking forward wow. to going there tonight. That'll be a fun time. And they're already there. So they've, they've got their shows for the year, and they're showing, like, uh, scenes yeah, their from season goes those shows. June through August, or June through September, June through November, uh, one a right. month or so, and they're previewing them all tonight. Wow. That's yeah, really cool. Time those are equity all. productions? Uh, they are an equity house where they can be. They not all are. Right. Um, right. It's, it's in a uh, theater theater center. There's like three theaters in this area, uh, in right. this one big building, and one of them is equity. So sometimes they'll go in the equity theater place, and other times right. they'll switch around to the other two, depending on how big the production is. So they do do equity huh. shows there, which is nice. Or depending on what contract it is. Exactly. Because it has exactly. to be an equity contract in order to be in an equity playhouse. So you right. can't just be Joe Schmo jumping in there. So, yeah. Um, no, that's that's really cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward that sounds, to that tonight. It'll be fun. Yeah, it sounds like an exciting way to get people to be interested in your season. That's, exactly. that's really interesting. So many times, though, plays are not um, – uh, like they're not they're not cast until you know a month before or two months before, so before they go into rehearsal. Um, so you know you don't usually have those people together for like your you know the fourth show that you're going to do in the year. Um, right. You usually have to cast that sometime during the year. So I think it's interesting that they already have them cast, or at least, you know, the people that they need in order to do this. Yeah, they always cast the principals pretty early on. And 
it's not so much for this theater company, Evolution, but a lot of things. There's very good theater back here in Northeast Ohio. So Evolution a is a, is a very, theater company, so that they've got they've got people that are right. regulars all the time. Same people all the time. Right. Oh, okay. A lot of people, yeah, cool. they do a lot for a lot of different companies. Not this one in particular, but a lot of the playhouses around here um, bring a lot of the same cast in for different parts of the nice. world. They all have to audition for different roles. But you see a lot of the right. same cast. This guy, These guys... Right. Um, try to hire their principals for all their productions early on, and that way they're able to do this preview every year. They've kind of been doing this for five or six years now. It's worked wow. out really well for them. Oh, that's actually, yeah, no, that's a really good way. It's also a good way to get sponsors and, and people to come in and, sure. and give you some money. So and it's a good way to do it. And, and also, you know, you get your sponsors involved because um, they hardly ever are involved. And exactly. you know, at least they get to hang out with the actors, and they get to hang out with the directors, and you know it's it's it, that's that's a part of the the perks of being a sponsor or being a producer in in the entertainment business is that you get to hang right. out with these people, you know that are that are the talented ones that are getting up on your stage, so right. and and performing for the monies that yeah. you're offering. Yeah, I've had a fantastic partnership with these guys, and they've been very good listening to my suggestions. I brought out two people from L.A. to do um, one-man shows and two-person plays here for a couple of seasons. And they pay for them to come out here and everything and put them up and everything, and it's really nice. They're a a nice company, so I I really applaud Evolution Theater Company for everything they do, and it's a great partnership for me with them. And they listen to me and they, because uh, I, I get to hear a lot of stuff going with a lot of friends in LA and for my show and meet a lot of people. I'm able to bring them a lot of different people out here. So we've had a couple of great productions that I've been able to bring out here, which has been fun. Nice. No, that sounds really cool, actually. Sounds like a great way to, to go about it. If you're a theater company and you're listening, right. you know get your shit together and get your productions together and know what you're going to be producing. That's hard to do. It's, it's really hard to do because um, most people see seasons are annual. So, uh, and I know, you know, six months in advance, you have to pay the royalties. Otherwise you're not going to be getting the play. But if also there's original plays out there that you don't have to, um, you know, especially if it's a part of your theater company, if the writer is a part of your right. theater company, but you got to get the royalties way in advance, you know, nine months, six months in advance. So you can know what you're going to be doing. But as far as getting your cast together, dude, that's tough. So it's cool. I, well, I like it's that. real tough. So many people are booked so far in advance. Just for me yeah. to bring all my guests into Palm Springs for the month of June, I've been trying for three months to get everyone pinned down because nobody knows their schedule that far ahead, especially right. in Hollywood, which I'm getting all my people yep. from, because they might have an audition yeah, come up last second. Or, it's an tough. audition or a gig. Right. You know, these gigs pop yeah, up. Yeah, it's very right. tough. There's over there's over 500 productions going right now. Exactly. Actually, and right now people don't Netflix. understand that, but there's a lot of it's pitch season right now, so people are all writing their shows that'll be on for the Dude, new it's season. Dude, really interesting that you say that um, because, like I said this like last week, that there's been a, a not a resurgence, but a more interest in Daylight Sucks. Katie was just on the phone today for my fiance Katie, um, who's also the executive producer on Daylight Sucks. Uh, she is. Uh, she was just on the phone today for like an hour, hour and a half, 
and just talking daylight talks and pitching it from what I could tell. So I, I'm, I, I don't even know who she was talking to. So I think it's really Yeah, it's serious pitch that, season right now. That you said it's pitch season. So. And I'm like, oh, well, that's why she was pitching it. <laughs> she, was going through, she was going through character character breakdowns, and she's going through all sorts of stuff. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really interesting that you just mentioned it. And that that's actually yeah, right what now we're actively doing. Yeah, right now it's pitch season and writers. Writers are all putting together the stuff. The actors usually have June, July off um, while the writers are putting the shows together and everything. You're pitching things and writers are writing and the actors take June, July off and then August it goes yeah, into production. But all, that, all that's kind of changed, man. All of that shifted. Like I said, there's over 500 productions. Well, it's year-round right now because there's so many networks and people are doing stuff year-round, yeah. but it's still yeah. the traditional season for most networks um, are still traditional. But there is, with so many things like Netflix and stuff like that, you're right. It has changed quite a bit. But for most of your bigger networks and everything, it's it's it stays the same kind of seasons, so to speak. Right. Yeah, they always had pilot season, and then they had pitch season, and then they had guest starring season, and yeah, it always went that way. And it is similar. It is very similar. The same type of thing is happening. Um, like, a, you know, our agents are, are really happy that we're out here. Um, so, um, so it is similar, but there's so much more, so much more going on. Right. You know, in, the, in the past, it was like you had to wait for these three channels. And speaking of that, they just had the reading uh, for 90210 yesterday, I think it was. And without, you know, obviously it was Perry. Um, but they had to go through rewrites on that whole thing because he was supposed to be in it. That's Dylan. So, hang on, what? <laughs> he's like one of the... So he was going to be guest starring, though. Characters. He wasn't going to be in every episode, but he was just guest No, but he still... But he, but they still had to rewrite all that. So right. that had to be tough. Yeah, he couldn't be... Hey, like you said, of, there's uh, just so much going on in L.A. I mean, between web series, a lot of actors are creating their own series and making web series anymore. There's always something being shot somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we just went to Carney's yesterday or the day before, and, and while we were in the parking lot at Carney's, there was somebody out there filming, and you could tell that it's, you know, it was just two people that were filming, and you can tell they're doing their own thing. They're doing their own little you know web series or whatever. So, you went to and the they were only out there for a second. We went to, we went to Carney's. The Carney's. The, the, the one uh, on Sherman? Oh, Carney's. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I was thinking Carney's what? the one. What? Okay. I was I was thinking that diner type place on Sherman Way Boulevard or Sherman Boulevard or something no, no, in Encino. Yeah, it would be Sherman Way. Um, okay. No, Carney's is the the one that's um, that's in a train. You're you're in an old 1930s train. Right, right, and, right. Uh, and it's hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff like that. And really good chili fries, dude. The chili fries are a freaking bomb. Um, wow, I can't nice. believe I said that. That's like a 1990s phrase. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, no, their their chili fries are amazing. And there's another Carney's on Sunset Boulevard. And both of those, um, both of those, almost closed down a while back. And then they got a whole big like, you know, people in in in, in Hollywood were like, no, you're not closing that down. And then people in Studio City were like, "No, you are not closing that down. You got to get a big push from the cities nice. and uh, to keep those restaurants open." And from what I did, recall, you ever make it to Tommy Burgers in downtown LA? Oh yeah, 
No, I, I haven't. I haven't taken. Katie, Katie's never made it to Tommy's. She's never been to Tommy's. They have Tommy's in. in no. Um, but she's never. Yeah, she's never been to a Tommy Burger. And Tommy Burgers are so good, dude. You want some greasy oh food at three o'clock in the morning? Oh, oh, it's the best. Tommy's. Dude, the there were so many times that we would go. We'd have an all-night study break for a cram for a test the next day or something. So we'd study till oh. two or three in the morning. Drive yep. over into L.A. about 45 minutes away and have a Tommy burger yep. and a soda, one of the great Mihais or something out of the little uh, cooler there, yep. and the Tommy burger with the chili that on it. And like you said, right, the oil and gas. That place and, is packed at 3 o'clock in the morning, and it'll be packed. It is. And then we go <laughs> three blocks down the way, and we go to the original bagel shop where they made fresh bagels at 4 in the morning and bring nice. bagels back to school. It was beautiful. Excellent. Yeah, All right, well, time. dude, it's 5 o'clock. We have to get the heck out of Dodge. What? i got to go have a bratwurst. Wow. A hard stop. Okay. Hard yeah, have stop, fun over there man. at Schmidt's. Sounds good. I will. I don't Thank know what I mean. Much, my friend. You get a little rest. Try to relax a bit, and hopefully you won't have to drive. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. Just chilling the fuck out. Whoa. Didn't mean to swear. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. We'll play out to a little. Let's see. What do I have on target here? Let me find it. Um, Where'd you go? Come on, phone. Work with me. What are you looking for? Let's do a little Brian, Justin, Crumb circles. Guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow, last day of the okay. week. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. It's your show. How is it that I you know. It's the horrible. 347 I'm in my head right now. <laughs> Get some sauerkraut. Get some sauerkraut with that, Brian. There you go. little Brian, Justin, Crumb, guys. We're here at 1 o'clock tomorrow Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Bye-bye. Peace.
time will be 